Hello, friends. Welcome back to Misadventures with the Narcissist podcast. I am very excited that you guys are here today. Thank you so much for being here and for your messages, your reviews, your comments, and thank you for listening to this podcast week after week. I think we're on episode 46 or so, so welcome. And if you are new here, make sure to subscribe to get notification of new episodes. And even if you are not new and you are not subscribed yet, make sure to subscribe. I would really, really appreciate it. So in today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about what happened last night when the narcissist came to visit. So as you may know from previous episodes, he moved away to a different state and The last time he saw the kids was for Christmas. So now it is April 22nd, or it was April 22nd yesterday. I am recording this podcast interview or this podcast episode the next morning. So it is April 23rd. So less than 12 hours ago, he came from, he flew into our state to visit the kids. And he initially decided that he, well, he asked if he could stay with me so he can save money. And I said, sure. Um, I said, sure, for, <clears throat> excuse me, um, for many reasons, but I figured, you know, they're going to be gone most of the time. And if you can save some money, that's totally fine, right? Like, I am going to be okay with it. And then a few weeks ago, he messaged me or he called me to tell me that he's really in love with his girlfriend and that she's not okay with. <clears throat> with him staying with me and because he wants to respect her and because it's the right thing to do, then that he's going to get a hotel. So I was like, sure, that's fine. You know, whatever you need to do. So two things about that. So the interesting thing is that when we were married, there were, as you guys know, from so many podcast episodes that he never respected my wishes. There was always another woman that he was flirting with and talking to and and all of that totally disrespecting me constantly like the whole 15 years that we were together there was literally another woman every single time like there was no time when there was no other woman so it was just interesting to me I don't know if he was trying to hurt me I don't know if he was trying to um uh, to like show off I don't even know I mean I'm happy that he didn't stay with me that's totally fine. Um, but it was just interesting how he was like, yeah, I really want to respect her feelings and wishes so I can stay with you. And I just kept thinking like, oh, I wish you had that during our marriage because you never once took my feelings into consideration. As a, as a matter of fact, you called me jealous and insecure and told me all of these mean things because you wanted to spend time with all of these other women. So anyway, that's not the point of today's episode, but that was just a quick side note because I just thought it's interesting. And I think if this had been like five, six years ago when we first got divorced, I would have been so hurt and so confused and just so um, felt so disrespected (laughs) that I spent 15 years with this man trying to get him to not pay attention to all of these other women and to respect our marriage. And here he is in love with this other woman who he wants to respect her feelings. So anyway, if that had happened five, six years ago, I think I would have been devastated. But right now, 
because it happened right now after I've done all of this work, after I've moved through all of this and I understand what's happening. Like, I don't give a crap. Like, I don't really care um, why he doesn't want to stay with me. For all I care, I'm happier that I don't have to see him um, as much this weekend. So it's totally fine. But I just wanted to mention that because I think it's easy to think, oh, he cares more about her than he does about me. And he cares or he respects her more. And it's like, first of all, I don't really care. Like, I don't, um, I think I keep saying I don't really care, but I really don't care. And second of all, it's like I have my own worth and I don't really give a crap about their dynamic or who he respects and who he doesn't. Like, he's out of my life or my day-to-day -day life. And that's all I care about. So, <clears throat> but I did want to mention that because if you are ever caught in a situation where you feel like, oh, he treats the new supply better than he treated me, or he's much kinder, or he seems nicer or happier, it's like it doesn't, yeah, that that's how their story goes. They will always make it seem like you were the worst person on earth <laughs> um, and that it was your fault and all of that. But again, I know it's not about me. And again, I don't really care. So anyway, what I wanted to talk about today was what happened last night when he came over to pick up the kids. So as I mentioned, he got on a plane, flew here, rented a car, drove here, and he landed at the airport at around like 9.45 or I think maybe like nine o'clock. And then by the time he got his rental car, got his baggage and all of that, um, he texted me at 9.45 and said, I'm about an hour away. I'll, I'll see you guys soon. So I said, sure. And while we were, while he was driving here, I was talking to the kids and I said, you know, how do you guys sleep usually when you stay at a hotel because he rented a hotel with two beds. Um, and I said, how do you guys sleep when you stay at the hotel since there's four of you and there's only two beds? And he was like, oh, you know, us boys sleep in the same bed and dad and our sister, my daughter, sleep in sleep in the same bed. And then both boys said, but that's really weird um, that they sleep together in the same bed. Now, my daughter is 10. She'll be 11 in about a month or so, or actually two months, less than two months. Um, she'll be 11. And I said, well, how do you feel about sleeping in the same bed with your dad when you guys travel? And she's like, oh, I think it's weird. I wish I had my own bed. And then I said, oh, so you don't want to. Oh, and then I said, well, if you don't want to sleep in the same bed with him, just tell him. You know, and I'm like, we have sleeping bags. You guys, you guys can just grab your sleeping bags and um, kind of take turns because they'll be with him for two or three nights. I'm like, you can take turns about who sleeps in the bed and who sleeps in the sleeping bag. If you guys are uncomfortable with sleeping, you know, either in the same bed together or as boys or um, in the same bed together with your dad. And they're like, okay, I'll tell him. So I kind of just left it at that. And then, <clears throat> um, and then we didn't talk about it. You know, we were just waiting for him to, to get here and we didn't really talk about it at all. And I just assumed like they'll have a conversation with him and everything will be sorted out. But I want to tell you guys what happened within the first 30 minutes of him coming to my house to pick up the kids. And the reason I want to tell this story is because 
I have realized over time and having now over 20 years of experience with a narcissist um, that you just cannot win an argument and getting into an argument with them is pointless. It's useless. It doesn't lead you anywhere. It doesn't get a resolution. It just really leaves you more frustrated and more angry and more upset, or at least that's what happens with me. And most of the time, like 99% of the time, maybe 99.9%, I don't say anything, right? Like when he says something, I don't say anything. I don't stand up for myself. I don't fight. And maybe that's wrong. I don't know. But I just learned, I think maybe he has quote unquote trained me that standing up to him is only going to create more trouble for myself. So I have learned over time that speaking my mind and saying what's on my mind and trying to argue from my point of view is pretty much useless, which is why I don't say anything anymore to him because I don't think it's worth it um, for my own sanity and peace of mind. But I have this person in my life that I talk to and who I complain to a lot or who I share with her what happens um like some of my arguments or conversations with the narcissist and she always goes she like she listened to what I say when I'm complaining about him and I'll she say well did you say anything and to me that's really um it's really frustrating because I find it like it takes me out of my like my storytelling mode or my sharing mode and puts me on the defensive. And I usually say, well, no, I didn't say anything because it's pointless. And then I could hear that she's disappointed in me that I didn't say anything and didn't stand up for myself. And I always end with, well, it doesn't matter what I say because he's not going to listen or he's not going to change. So what's the point of saying anything? Now, my approach may be wrong and I would love to know your guys's opinion on this. Maybe you can reach out on Instagram or send me a voice message. But what do you think? Do you argue with the narcissist? Do you stand up for yourself? Do you know when it's pointless and you consciously decide not to say anything? Or do you still go ahead and say it anyway? Because I used to be the person who said it anyway and just learned over time that it's really pointless. So now I don't say it anymore. But then when I talk to people, um, specifically this one person, and she's always like, well, did you say anything? I just want to be like, that's not the point. The point of this conversation is not if I said anything. The point of this conversation is what he said and how I'm feeling and all of that. But anyway, so that that's why I'm telling this story. So anyway, so he comes over, right? He pulls up his car in our in my driveway. Um, and I go and open the door and my 12 year old son was the first one to come to the door. And my ex was like, Hey buddy, so good to see you. I missed you guys. And he went to give him a hug. And then within two seconds, he was like, that's not buddy. That's not a real hug. Can you give me a real hug? You know, he's like, can you put your arms tighter or whatever he said? And then my son was like, okay. <laughs> so like he, you know, he hugged them tighter. And then he's like, now that's a real hug. So for me, that was like, immediately when he walked in the door, he told his son that his hug was not good enough and that he needed to do better. So that was, of course, 
a narcissist thing to say, right? Like I would never say that to my kids, but anyway, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or, or, or whatever, but I just thought it was really odd that he told my son that his hug was not good enough. And then my other son comes, comes by my 14 year old and he goes, gives him a hug too. And my ex goes, you don't have a real hug either. Come on, man, give me a real hug. Right. Um, and my son looks at me like, okay. (laughs) Um, and you know, kind of like squeezes him tighter or goes in a little more. Um, and again, he was like, now that's a real hug. And then my daughter comes over, um, and he, you know, starts hugging her, doesn't say anything to her except for, oh, I miss you, sweetie. So good to see you. Like doesn't criticize her, her hug, (laughs) um, or anything like that, which, you know, which was great, but he just kept on hugging her and hugging her. And I was looking at her like, uh, okay, what is she gonna, you know, when is he gonna let go? Um, but anyway, I don't have a problem with parents hugging their kids for too long, especially after they haven't seen them for like four months or so. So that's not my problem. My problem is not that he hugged my daughter for too long. Uh, my problem is that within the first few seconds of seeing my sons, he already criticized them that their hugs were were not good enough for him and asked them to change the way they were hugging. So I thought that was really interesting. And then he kind of looked at me and was like, hey, um, but, you know, obviously we don't hug or anything like that. So he kind of just said hello to me. And then he was asking them questions. So they talked for about maybe 20 minutes. Um, and my kids went to pack up their stuff, right? Because they wanted to take an overnight bag because they're going to be with him for the next few days. So I told them to go ahead and pack up their stuff. And then... I said, I brought it up and I said, how are you guys going to sleep at the hotel with only two beds? And he was like, well, me and the girl are going to sleep together in one bed. And then the boys are going to sleep together in the other bed. And I said, oh, that's interesting because we just talked about this while you were driving here. And she said, she's, she's not comfortable sleeping with you in the same bed. Um, and she said that she wants to sleep you know, either by herself or maybe on a pullout couch if there is one or in a sleeping bag or something like that. Um, And then my daughter was there and I said, right, is that right? You're more comfortable sleeping by yourself? And she was like, yeah, definitely. I want to sleep by myself. And he looked at me and he was like, no, we'll talk about it. And I got really mad. I, and I don't know, again, I keep second guessing myself and I'm like, did I overreact? (laughs) Um, but I got really mad. And at that point I said, do I say, I thought to myself, do I say anything and stand up for what I think is right here? Or do I just let it go? Like I do 99.9% of the things that he says that really upset me or that I don't agree with or whatever. So I decided, I was like, you know, this is my daughter. She expressed her opinion to her dad And he needs to respect that, especially when it comes to sleeping in the same bed. Now, if it was something like, you know, maybe he made dinner and she was like, no, I don't like, you know, I don't like potatoes, for example. And he was like, well, no, you have to eat the potatoes. I would not have argued with that. Like, I would have just let it go. I would have let them figure out on their own and not really, you know, made a big deal out of it. But because 
it was a situation of sleeping arrangements. And because it was my daughter, who is almost 11, expressing her wishes for what she wanted to do with her dad, I felt like it was really important for me to stand up. And I totally stand for that, right? Like I believe that I did the right thing here, even though he had me second guessing my decision at the end. Um, So I said, well, she's already told you no. So what is there to talk about? I'm just curious. And he was like, don't worry about it. We'll discuss it at the hotel. And I said, well, you're going to try to convince her to turn her no into a yes. Like what other thing is there to discuss? And he was like, we'll discuss it at the hotel. And I said, but she said no. And he was like, he was getting frustrated with me. (laughs) And I think he was surprised that I said something because again, 99.9% of the time I don't say anything. Um, And he looked at me with like this evil eyes, like, how dare you, you know, how dare you? Um, And I said, what is there, what is there to discuss? She's already told you what she wants and what she wants to do is to sleep in her own separate bed because we had this conversation before and sleeping with you in the same bed makes it makes her a bit uncomfortable and you need to honor that because she's not you know she's not a toddler or a kid anymore she's almost 11 and he said um, this conversation went on for about 10 minutes <laughs> um so i don't remember everything that was said but i'll kind of summarize it for you guys but then he said well she doesn't know what she wants And I was like, oh, yes, she does. And she told you what she wants and you're dismissing what she wants. So that doesn't mean she doesn't know what she wants. It just means you're not respecting what she wants. And he was like, when we were young, my family, you know, we had five kids. We all shared the same bed. And I was like, I don't care what you and your family did when you went on vacation. Our daughter told you she doesn't want to sleep with you in the same bed tonight And that's all that should matter. I'm like, I don't care what you did with your family when you were growing up 30, 40 years ago. (laughs) Like that's irrelevant here. And then he, and then my daughter left because she was getting uncomfortable. So she's like, I'm going to go get my bag. Um, So by this time, all of the kids were gone. It was just me and him in our living room. And um, I said, I don't know. I don't understand what the big deal is. She couldn't just take a sleeping bag and sleep on like on the floor. You can sleep on the floor. Like what's the big deal? And he was like, you're making this seem um, like it's a weird thing. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's a weird thing. (laughs) Like she doesn't want to sleep with you in the same bed. And that's all we need to look at right now. Um, And then he stopped, right? He like totally cut me off. And he was like, kids, let's go. And looked at the kids, like, you know, looked upstairs to see if the kids were coming. And I got so mad. I was like, don't interrupt me. (laughs) Right. And I was getting worked up, which is totally where they want you. Right. Like narcissists want to create conflict. They want to create chaos. They want to get you all worked up and discombobulated. And at this point, I was like, you know, I I'm fully aware of what's happening. I know I have given in um, and went to the dark side and I am arguing with a narcissist, which I know is going to get me nowhere. Right. Like I know this is a a useless fight right now, but I need to stand up for my daughter and I need to show her that when she says no, that a man needs to respect her no and she needs to stand up for it. Um, So I'm like, I'm doing it. If anything, I am doing it for her and for my boys to show them that when a girl says no, she means no. And the interesting thing, a quick side note is that he had told the kids a few years ago 
uh, when they were talking about this, they're like, you know, when a girl says no, she doesn't really mean no. She means yes. And that has always stuck with me and always bothered me because that's not true. <laughs> like if a girl says no, she means no. And I know I've personally been in so many situations with him and with other men and other people too, not just men, where I've said no and I ended up disrespecting or disregarding my no and going with a yes because I felt pressured to say yes. So I have lived my whole life and I still do with me wanting to me saying no and then doing the thing anyway because of pressure or because I didn't want to rock the boat or excuse me or you know whatever other reason because I didn't want to create an uncomfortable situation and I have literally spent my whole life saying yes when I meant no and I was like I am not going to teach my daughter that I want her to see that when she means no, she doesn't need to justify her no. She needs to stand up for her no. And men should not go and try to change a woman's no to a yes. Now, I know she's a girl and he's her dad. And, you know, technically, right, like if you maybe you guys have found yourself in this situation where it's like maybe you are sleeping in the same bed with your child, with your like, you know, your teen or tween child um, of the opposite sex. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, right? Like I am not saying you are a bad person if you sleep in the same bed with your teenage child. That is not my point. My point is that my daughter said she didn't want to do that and her decision needs to be respected. So again, I'm not judging anybody who sleeps in the same bed with their teenage child. That That is not what the point of this podcast is about or my argument or anything like that. It's the fact that she said no and he was trying to change her mind. So then, you know, he looked upstairs and he was like, guys, come on, we got to go. Um, And I looked at him and I was like, don't interrupt me. That's really rude. I was talking to you. And he was like, well, I came here to have a good time and, you know, to take the kids and to spend time with them. And you're already arguing with me. Um, and, and that's not why I'm here. I'm like, I know that's why you're not here, but that's not the point. The point is that this argument would not have happened if when she said no to you, that you would have honored that and not try to convince her and said, well, we'll talk about it because there's nothing to talk about. She's already told you her opinion and what she wants. So what else is there to talk about? And he just looked at me and ignored me um, and was getting really frustrated with me. And I'm like, I'm not letting you get away with this bullshit anymore. Like I'm over it. Um, and it's like at this point, you know, it's like I've watched enough videos and read enough things and listened to enough podcasts to know that you need to be a great rock when it comes to the narcissist, that you need to not get worked up. You need to be kind of um, just take a step back and not participate because you participating is exactly where they want you to be. But I was like, you know, I can't be a great rock right now. Like I'm choosing to stand up for my daughter and to show all my three children what you do in a situation like that. And for me, again, it was a conscious decision that I made. And he was looking at me again. He's like, you know, I've only been here for half an hour and you've already, you know, we're already in an argument. And one of my, my 14 year old came down. He's like, you guys are arguing already. Like, geez. And I was like, 
dude, we're not arguing. I was like, I'm standing up for your sister who said no. And I'm like, and I was getting like so worked up with my son. I'm like, when a girl says no, it means no. You don't try to convince her no to a yes. Okay. I'm like, so listen, to, you know, look at the situation and learn something because this is not how we, how we react when somebody says no. Um, and my son was like, geez, okay. <laughs> um, and I just, I don't know. I was just feeling so aggressive and so angry and so upset. Um, and he was looking at me like, I'm just here. He's like, I'm staying calm. I'm like, I don't give a crap that you're staying calm. I'm upset, you know? And, um, and he was just like, well, he's like, we're just, we're going to figure out at the hotel. I'm like, there's nothing to figure out. He's like, I'll talk to her. And I'm like, you'll talk to her and what? Try to convince her to go to a yes after she's told you no. And then I called my daughter and I was like, hey, come here, come down here. I was like, please, I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to ask you one more time. <laughs> and I just felt terrible, like bringing my kids into the situation and arguing in front of them. But again, I just felt like it was so important to teach them this lesson right now. Um, but I asked my daughter, I said, do you want to sleep in the same bed with your dad tonight? And she goes, no. And he was like, he was like, fine, let's go. <laughs> Um, and he was, got so upset. I'm like, dude, she said, no, there's nothing else to talk about. There's no more convincing. You need to respect her. No, because if you don't, otherwise it's weird and it's not okay. And you're not teaching her to stand up for herself to a man. She's like, and he was like, well, I'm not, he's like, you're, you're overreacting. I'm not an infantile. I don't remember the word the word that he used, but he says, I'm like, I'm not in infantis. I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. I just don't remember the word. Um, he's like, I'm not doing that here. I'm like, I don't care what the situation is. She said, no. <laughs> and that is all you need to know. And he's like, well, she's not old enough to know. And I'm like, so you're saying that if I'm right, like I was getting upset. I'm like, you're saying that if a man says something, asks a girl to do something and she says no, that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, you are weird. Cause that's not like, no means no, regardless of what someone's age is, you know, like it's not that hard to understand. And it's freaking dudes like you who are the problem, who don't listen, who think that no means yes. And who think that you uh, like trying to change somebody's no into a yes is, is how this game is played. I'm like, that's not how it is. And he's like, well, she should be able to tell me herself what she wants. We'll talk at the hotel. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I know what it's like to talk to you and to feel intimidated and to say yes, when you mean, when I mean no. And I'm like, I spend our whole marriage pretty much doing that for some reason. And I'm like a 10 year old, 11 year old girl is not going to stand up to you because you're intimidating. Um, and you're going to try to convince her. And he's like, no. And I was like, she said, no, that's all you need to know. Please respect her. No. And then I looked at my daughter and I was like, thank you for saying, what do you mean? And no, you know, no means no, please always remember that. And then I looked at my sons and I was like, guys, no means no, no doesn't mean let me try to convince you that is a yes. This is a life lesson you all need to learn right now. And he got, again, he was getting all upset, giving me like the evil eye, like how dare I, how could I, how could I ruin his good time? How could I ruin his first 30 minutes of seeing his kids 
after he hadn't seen them for four or five months. How could I be so evil as to do that? So again, it was my problem, an issue that I created tonight or last night. Um, and I was the problem. And it was weird because I, you know, then he like, he got up, didn't say bye, didn't say anything, totally gave me the silent treatment. And, you know, as he was walking, he's like, guys, I'll be in the car. Um, and he, you know, he left and slammed the door and again, didn't say goodbye to me or anything. Didn't finish our conversation. Didn't, you know, show me any sign of, of anything. Um, and again, it's like, this was expected, right? Like I didn't expect him to be like, oh yeah, sorry, you're right. You know? And I told him, I was like, you know, a normal person <laughs> when their daughter says no, like you should, you're, you're um, your expected response would have been like, okay, honey, thanks for letting me know. Let's figure out how to set up the sleeping arrangements tonight so that we're all comfortable, um, at the hotel, right? Like that's what I would have said. If my daughter or son had said, mom, I'm not comfortable sleeping in the same bed with you. My immediate without even thinking response would be like, all right, let's figure out something where you guys are comfortable and when we're all, where we're all comfortable. I would not fight for getting them to change their mind, right? Like this is not trying to get children to eat vegetables <laughs> or trying to get them to get off their screens or trying to get them to go on a walk and get exercise and fresh air. This is not that. This is a girl saying no to a man and that is what the situation is about. So anyway, um, and I feel like I'm getting so worked up and it's interesting because as he was leaving and I could feel myself so worked up, <laughs> um, I was like, I knew consciously what I was doing. I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew that this was going to lead to an argument. I knew exactly what to expect from him as a response. And I chose to react the way I did anyway, because it was more important for me at that time, in that moment, to stand up for my daughter. Now it is the next morning. I am pretty like a hundred percent sure that he still slept in the same bed with her and that she, um, you know, she didn't say no, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure. And I haven't called her to, or texted her to ask her, but I am still pretty sure that they still slept in the same bed together. Um, even though I just, you know, I said what I said and we, we were arguing or talking for, I think a good, like 15 minutes or so, um, about this with me getting all worked up. So I know it didn't make a difference, right? I know what I said did not make a difference to him. Um, because it was always like that, right? Like, why would he change all of a sudden now? Why, why would what I say make a difference? <laughs> why would my daughter's needs for, not wanting to sleep with in the same bed with him, why would that matter more than what he wants? So I know, I know I didn't make a difference. I, I totally know it to him. And I know I worked myself up and I got angry and you guys can tell, like, I'm still angry and I had trouble sleeping last night. Um, and it was like that, I would say the last year of our marriage was that like us having arguments pretty much like every single night, me getting for like hours, me getting really frustrated, really worked up, unable to sleep. And I was like, this is exactly what happened the last year of our marriage where we argued all the time. And I would just get so worked up and unable to sleep. 
and then wake up the next morning and still stewing about it, still feeling angry. And you guys can probably tell in my tone right now, like I'm worked up, I'm angry. Instead of going on a walk, you know, I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to go record this episode while I'm still feeling this way and just share with you, with you guys how I'm feeling. And I know you felt the same way. Like I know so many of you listening on the other end have felt like there's just no winning an argument. Like it's just a waste of time. And it just drives me crazy when people who don't understand narcissistic abuse, and this is no, like I'm not criticizing the person in my life who has listened to all of my crazy stories and all of that. Like I'm not criticizing her um, for saying, well, did you say anything? Because whatever. But it's just so frustrating when you are dealing with a narcissist and you're trying to share with someone and they they turn it back on you and they're like, well, this situation happened because you didn't say anything. And it's like, no, I wanted to record this episode to show you guys that you're not crazy. Even when you say something, even though, even when you know it's going to cost you your sanity, it's going to cost you your peace, your energy, your sleep. Even when you know that, and even when you know it's not, what you say is not going to make a difference because the narcissist doesn't care what you say. He doesn't care what I say. He doesn't care if I'm hurt. He doesn't care if I'm right. He doesn't give a crap about what I think and what I share and what I do. He just loves the chaos. He just loves the conflict. And I literally gave him exactly what he wanted. It was like he was gone. You know, I haven't seen him since last October. And here we are within the first 30 minutes of us being in the same room going back to the same freaking old patterns that we know, right? Like this is what we know. I know how to argue. I know how to stand up for myself. I know how to say shit. And I also know it doesn't make a difference, which is why I choose not to do it anymore. But it's just this weird, frustrating thing that is just madness. And I think, you know, someone like someone looking, someone from the outside looking in, they would have been like, oh, it's no big deal that the dad wanted a tighter hug. It's no big deal that the dad said he'll talk to the daughter after she said no, right? Like it's no big deal. And maybe with like a normal person, it would not be a big deal. But with a narcissist, this is literally day in and day out. This is what life with a narcissist is. This is what having a parent who is a narcissist and a spouse who is a narcissist. This is what it does to you because immediately my boys felt like their hugs were not good enough. They felt criticized. And my daughter felt that her voice was not heard. And I felt <laughs> that I needed to stand up for my children. And this was just half an hour of me seeing him that created so much chaos that the next day I'm still talking about it. So again, it was my choice to say something. I felt like it was really, really important if it was just broccoli or a walk or something like that, you know, or whatever, I wouldn't have cared so much. But because it was a girl saying no to her dad, saying no to sleeping in the same bed as her dad, who was insisting that he needs to, um, I really felt like I had to say something. So that is my episode for today. Sorry for my um, for my worked up <laughs> um, energy here, but... I just really wanted to, to share this message with you guys today. So if you've been in the same situation, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry for myself, um, <laughs> for the crazy making that is a narcissist, but I am just at the point where like, I just, if, when it comes to my children, <laughs> um, you know, if it was maybe just me, I would not have stood up for myself <laughs> because again, I know where it goes, but because it was my daughter, I just felt like I really needed to show her. Uh, not that you need to argue with a narcissist because my kids don't know. Like I haven't told them, oh, your dad is a narcissist and this is what that means and all of that. Like they don't know that. Um, although they do see all of the videos about narcissism that I watch on YouTube all the time. Um, but it was just really important for me to show her that she has a voice and that just because somebody tries to convince her to change her yes, to change her no to a yes, doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. So that is where I will leave you guys today. If you have a similar experience, I would love to know about it. Please connect with me on Instagram. And if you guys wouldn't mind one more thing before, before I sign off, would you mind going to iTunes and leaving this podcast a review? and a rating because this is going to help more people discover this work and make let more people feel less alone. So thank you guys for listening to my rant today. And I appreciate all of you and I will see you next time. Bye.